news, sports, AccuWeather, and more. Wake up with the information you need on WKOK Sunrise on News Radio 1070 WKOK and WKOK.com. Thank you so much for joining us on WKOK Sunrise. Rob Center, our fabulous producer. We really appreciate his help and hard work. He's the reason why shortly after our interview concludes at about 7.55 this morning, you'll be able to go to the WKOK podcast page, click on the Samantha Pearson interview, and you will be off. You can listen to it right there, and it'll be ready to go. On the news line with us and now, Samantha Pearson, uh, still executive director of Lewisburg Neighborhoods? Yes, I am. Okay, so no change there. Elm Street Manager, Walk It, Bike It Coordinator, and uh, we're going to be doing some COVID-19 updating, which she's been so kind to do uh, pretty consistently for the past year or so. Really, really been ultra, ultra helpful. So thank you so much for staying current on this and and bringing accurate, up-to-date, true information to the microphone. We really appreciate it. Uh, I I say, are you still Executive Director? Because that position is being advertised. You have talked about this publicly. I don't think I'm disclosing anything. Uh, out of turn, so you'll be moving on to something else. What's the status of that transition, super briefly here? Uh, we are um, we're interviewing, so um, we're looking forward to, and I'm working on, you know, just making this as successful as possible. I just, you know, want to make sure works well for the community and the organization. All right. Well, the, the replacement must be an ultra-informed Princeton educated architect who has her foot on the ground in a hundred different ways in the community. So uh, good luck finding that. Right. I think we're, we're looking for there'll be something new. Okay, well, we'll look forward to that. We'll let you disclose that or or let her disclose that or him or her disclose that next month. We'll talk about that. Okay, so to the myth busting, <laughs> I put in the subject line of our email, the producer's email today, you thought ramping up migration was confusing. How about ramping it down? Uh, are we finding more myths or more, uh, more questions that need to be answered, the frequently asked questions of uh, ramping down mitigation? Is that more difficult? Um, it, it, it's uh, is it difficult or is it just as contentious? Probably, <laughs> probably the answer is it's just as contentious. Uh, people would like the timing to be different and the content of the decision to be different. And sadly, people are still arguing about uh, you know the actual way out, which really we have some pretty clear guidance on, which is. As soon as you are eligible, which should be almost everyone who's over 16 now, get the vaccine. Okay, so that's uh, still important. Uh, we, we can go to a lot of parts of Union County and not find folks wearing masks, and they sort of dismiss this as, as unnecessary. Uh, what a wise person would just avoid those areas is that, I guess, uh, is. Well, you don't necessarily have to avoid those areas, but you should know your level of risk and. Uh, and unfortunately, you have to keep a mask to uh, a good mask with you, just in case. You know, um, it, it's one thing you could be anywhere in the world right now, and there'll be a mix of people wearing masks and not wearing masks. And uh, the question is, some of those places you could be where most of the people are vaccinated, and not wearing a mask is a fairly reasonable thing to do. What you can't know here where we are is what the status of the people around you are without asking. And so as a result, 
you should probably wear a mask just in case. Or you still want to avoid getting the, the COVID, uh, the coronavirus, even if you've been vaccinated. And I think maybe that may feed into one of the myths, myths, this idea that you can still get coronavirus. You just don't get it super seriously if you've been vaccinated. Yeah, and I think this is confusing because some of the stuff that we're hearing and, and um, if you are gathering with people you know are all vac- are vaccinated, you are allowed to have your mask off, be indoors, you know, be eating, uh, you know, together in company. And it's confusing to people who are like, well, if I can do that with other other vaccinated people and maybe one household worth of unvaccinated people, why can't I just always not be wearing a mask? And the answer is there's just a lot of um, wild cards if you start having many people together still. And our 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 state isn't going in the right direction you know we we now as a state have you know over 50 percent have had at least one dose of a vaccine but our county you know we're still it, it, at, at a different level you know our county is more like around 31 percent um uh fully vaccinated for all residents so that's that is that's why when you're somewhere in the county and no one is wearing masks and you don't know the people and haven't had you know conversations with them you should just put the mask on there you could present a hazard to them they could present a hazard to you it's still the usual thing it's not about fear it's about care it's about just sort of being reasonably cautious and shouldn't be as 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 much of a uh contentious subject as it is well, are we ever going to get, I think the president, or maybe it was the governor, said we should, we can stop wearing masks if we get to 70% vaccination rate. We have got a long, long way to go, and we've pretty much hit the individuals that are super eager to get a vaccine. Are we ever going to get to 70%? Right. So one of the things you said was 70% for the state. And um, as a state, we are... It, we're not. We're certainly not there yet, right? We're fully vaccinated, about 34 percent, so higher than locally. But um, you know, uh, and we have at least we're about 51 percent for given at least one dose. That said, we we also know that we basically need about 700,000 more people um, to get vaccinated, and everyone who's already had half half of uh, half of a a vaccine dosing regimen to, to finish. So say that, and, and, and that gets us, so currently we're actually around 63% most of the way there. And so we only need, you know, 7%. And this is just to get to that 70%. Seven, I'm throwing numbers out. You're probably cross-eyed now. Okay, so the governor's like 70% for the state to be fully vaccinated, and then we can ditch the mask mandate. Um, the reality is cautious people will still wear masks after that, especially in areas of the, of the state that are, will be, you know, not pulling their weight to get, get us to 70%. The other reality is that we are close. We're not, it's not that far to get to 70. 70 might not be enough, it, you know, range of 70 to 85% for herd immunity. We don't really know. We need the other states to do their job. We need other countries to do their job. Um, but... Getting to 70%, which is a great goal, 
is probably still a, you know, seven-week, eight-week effort. Basically, the 63% includes people who got vaccinated two days ago, which means that their, their first dose, their second dose isn't for another three or four weeks, and then they aren't fully, uh, you know, fully vaccinated for two weeks after that. And like I said, we get around 300 thousand doses a week. If we used all of them each week, it would still take us, you know, another two or three weeks. So that's why we're looking, you know, this 70%, it could be doable by July 4th. Let's just go ahead and do it. Okay, so let's try to do that. Okay, and well, plus that group of individuals who haven't been vaccinated is including younger and younger people, so we're lowering the age bracket. So that's helping to contribute to the size of that particular group as well. Um, there are more people eligible, so yeah, that's true. We, we can get more people in in some ways. And there are more places to get your vaccine and less hassle to get it. That, that's critical, too. It's we aren't quite locally to walk-ins as a rule, but we are getting pretty close. Well, okay, so let's suppose we get to on or near 70%. What's what's the new normal in August and September? Are, we, are you still going to have some individuals wearing masks, or what's, what's it going to look like? Or if I go to the doctor's office, are they still going to take my temperature when I arrive and ask me the questions and so on? So a lot of caution is still going to be in certain places. Um, it may be at the doctor's office. There may be places where there, there would be more vulnerable people that would ask people to wear masks. But at the same time, uh, a lot of stuff will be back to normal. A lot of uh, activities, schools will be open on a much more normal basis. At least that's what we hope, you know. And the, this is what we're going for, right? We want everyone to get vaccinated so that we can do those things. It doesn't happen if we just twiddle our thumbs right? Everyone's like, oh, we just have to get to fall. It's like, no, we have to do the things <laughs> that will get us to that kind of fall. So, um, you know, just twirling our thumbs and, and, and waiting and seeing and having, letting other people get vaccinated means that we get fewer and fewer people vaccinated. We don't get to that point where we get to drop other additional um, restrictions. Now, we are, we're on track to drop constraints on on businesses at the end of this month you know that really and that is a commitment both to uh summer and it being easier to be outdoors and stuff like that and also um a recognition that we have made you know a certain degree of progress but the answer is it's going to depend and it will depend we're going to continue to have um some testing in fact in theory testing should be ramping up I think that's going to be even more of a of a battle people are going to be like we are done we don't test for that anymore um, so we're going to have to be you know looking at um, scraps of, of data to uh, about hospitalizations and uh, things like that it will be much more like uh, what we have been tracking for many years influenza like illnesses where we we don't get good absolute counts of how many people actually had the flu, we, we, we make guesses. 
Well, uh, the CDC predicts basically what you're calling attention to, the fact that uh, by the time we get to July, we will, just by the nature of what we're doing, the things that we are doing, and the number of individuals who are getting vaccinated, because of the number of people who have been vaccinated and the number of people who've had it and have some immunity and the number of people who've died, uh, we will have very few cases after July. That's true, and and having very few cases is great. That's our our ultimate goal. We we want few cases, and we need people to help us get there because lingering cases, a lot of people are like, well, we've already protected the most vulnerable, right? Looking at our own county, um, you know, of the people who are uh, above age 65, 63% of them have been vaccinated. And so... So that's great. There are far, there's far fewer people who are most likely to have um, acute effects and specifically to die from getting it. But everyone else is also still vulnerable, and that's what is confusing to people. We still will know really well in five years uh, what, what, what the numbers are looking like now, what the long-term consequences are. We just have little windows into that now. And... Um, you know, part of that is, is it's not set in stone. We are making that, that process happen. We need to, we, we want to have fewer cases so that we have fewer variants. Uh, you know, everyone's like, well, I'm not afraid of the variants. It's like, well, maybe you're not afraid of the current variants. But the variants themselves are, by nature, variants. It's not a set menu of, of hazards. Um, we can as we allow the virus to rage out of control, either in an individual or in countries or states, we are basically cooking up new ways to make our lives worse. All right. Well, we're going to pick this up in a moment. We'll be back on at 740 or so. We'll continue this conversation. So please uh, stand by, Samantha, and uh, we will return with this conversation. Uh, Samantha Pearson is Executive Director of the Lewisburg Neighborhoods, of the Lewisburg Neighborhoods, Elm Street Manager and Walk It, Bike It Coordinator. We're doing some myth busting and trying to sort of get the state of the valley. When we come back with her remarks, we're going to talk about the fertility and menstrual cycle myths that have uh, popped up as well. So we'll be talking about those and also vaccination and pregnancy uh, should be talked about. So we'll do that uh, when we come back with her at 740. On the air at News Radio 1070 WKOK and online at WKOK.com. This is WKOK Sunrise. And thank you so much for joining us on WKOK Sunrise. We're keeping an eye on traffic. We're a little slow at the traffic lights in Northumberland. We do have a very slight slowdown at the CSVT construction site at Ridge Road on Route 147 north of Northumberland. And you'll be shocked to hear that things are gummed up in Danville, especially in front of the middle school. So that is the status of our traffic. Everybody else doing okay today. Back on the news line today, we're talking to Samantha Pearson, still Executive Director, Lewisburg Neighborhoods, Elm Street Manager, Walk It, Bike It, coordinator. We've talked to her about a wide range of issues over the decade. Transportation and public health concerns have been our focus lately. And before we let her off the line today, we're going to ask her about activities that are coming up associated with Lewisburg Neighborhoods and the Elm Street program and walk it, bike it as the months progress. But let's wrap up our myth busting as it relates to COVID-19 and vaccinations. If you go into certain parts around here, you can still find somebody that'll tell you, well, it's just like 
the flu. Coronavirus is, gives you an illness that's very similar to the flu. I don't have to worry about that. I probably won't die. <laughs> What's your view when you still hear that, Samantha? Um, I, my view is that uh, they aren't up on what, <clears throat> on what we've been hearing. And so, yes, they, they probably won't die, especially now that most of our seniors are, are um, vaccinated. But there are other serious consequences besides dying. And we are gathering evidence that it has long-term neurological impacts. So it's impacting your brain. It's impacting your heart. It's impacting your lungs your entire circulatory system it's um it, it, it's not a pretty picture and so and those impacts are are really not confined either to people who have serious cases the first time around or to people who are older or have other uh, risk factors we're really finding that people of any age can can encounter these problems and in significant numbers all right, and and still the death rates are exceedingly low. So, like you say, it's uh, not. It it certainly is true. It's not likely you'll die from it, but you certainly can get sick. And uh, perhaps more importantly, you can contract the virus in a mild way, not know you have it, and you can give it to somebody who is compromised or who will get significantly ill. So, I guess that danger still exists, even with or without masking and with or without vaccination. So, you really you still uh, you still hear the same calls from most well lately right, protect the people who need it right um so they're immune compromised they are they are you know <laughs> think yeah. they've you know more so than a says that lately uh fertility act related to that now well the data that we have show no impacts either for not you know increases in on future pretty don't carry a lot who don't are um they have that na is sort of ways people be a problem and people making those understand what's going on. So always do, you know, uh, Geisinger, your own doctor, or person to creation. So I know of any adverse effects. And this you take is and your body responds to medications that may have, you know, this, um, problems. Vaccine is much more um, of a threat. And it's like, no, uh, actually vaccine and, and they're already up to the job. Those people, the rest of us, have to get it so that we're protected, not happy as a whole. Uh, and if we're going to talk a conversation about COVID-19, vulnerable. I, this is submitting it to someone who's entrance to someone who transmitting it directly. I'd mark to know that, and we discuss this at length. That'll be out. Neighborhoods.org is a great Lewisburg, which is really appreciate uh, what a real... I, I always... Just that by tomorrow, they'll update on my neighborhoods.org uh, with... Uh, maps and reflect when I get rid don't see your elderly parents without a mask on just go ahead and put it in print right. I don't care okay thank you we'll get that out of the way all right activities uh, coming up the uh, the great outdoors open roads uh, something I can do uh, in sure. an organized fashion well so we've been um, in doing a blitz of tree planting and also weeding lately and so uh, our green team is uh, really working hard in fact we have green team this evening that's at 7 p.m. on Thursdays, and uh, we meet at Lewisburg Landing on South Front Street and go where we are needed, uh, working on invasive species and stuff like that, tending to trees we've planted, uh, various various tasks. We also, um, unfortunately, River Road Holiday ran into a, a foul of, a, of a, some COVID wording required by PennDOT, 
And so we are not able to close the road this Sunday, as we would have liked to do. And so instead, we're going to be, and the weather's not going to be great anyway, so we're going to do uh, tree planting. We'll be at the soccer field just adjacent to North River Road, north of Lewisburg, and um, from 1 to 5 on Sunday, Mother's Day, May 9th, and we'll be um, working on planting additional uh, seedlings um, uh, there. Um, back along the creek, it will be definitely sort of a, a, it'll be cold or cool, and it'll be, uh, we'll be in tick habitat, so, and everyone should be wearing long pants, long sleeves, good boots, um, that kind of thing. But, uh, you know, if people do want to show up, we will have gloves and shovels, and we will also, but you can also bring your own, and we will have trees, and that'll be fun. Um, moving forward, Green Team is basically every week at this point. There are lots of um, upcoming uh, things related to, this is bike month, so even though we're not doing our River Road holiday, you know, we're just in, encouraging people to think about how they could, you know, bike somewhere <laughs> any day, or bike to work week, which is coming up uh, the week of the 17th to 23rd, you know, can you just even incorporate a little bit more activity into your getting to work. Park further down the lane. Like, Mark, you could park out at the road and walk up that lovely lane to your mm -hmm. job. Yes, I already walk home someday, so that's uh, that works out nicely. Okay, uh, 30 seconds left. We'll give you the last word. Anything to add? Um, just that, you know, this is a great time of year. It's spring. It's wonderful. Uh, everyone's all excited about getting outside. We're all looking forward to, to the rest of the year, we want, but we all need to remember to do what we need to do to make it work as well as possible. And the biggest thing we can all do is get vaccinated and encourage those around us, those in our family who might be reluctant, encourage them to either get vaccinated directly or suggest they talk to their family doctors because that is really our gateway to um, getting back to just a, a great life and all the things we, we love to do around here um, and and ensuring that those things are sustainable, you know, that we can keep doing those things into the future. Thank you so much. Uh, we will talk to you June 3rd. You have that plan in, in general on your schedule? Yep. Perfect. All right. Fabulous. And we have to talk about where I can rent or borrow and work for a kayak. So we'll, that'll be our topic uh, coming oh, up next. Oh, Mark, there's, you have to look at the Susquehanna Greenway's um, new Paddler's Toolkit. It's coming up next week. Paddler's Toolkit. Oh, I saw that was coming up on their schedule. Fabulous. Okay. Uh, SusquehannaGreenway.org and LewisburgNeighborhoods.org. If you want to know what's really happening, uh, go there, especially after the next uh, Radio Free Lewisburg comes out or after the next blog post post with uh, great information comes out from Samantha. Thank you so much, Samantha. Thanks for all you You're have welcome. done and are doing. Great to talk to you, Mark. Appreciate Bye. that. Samantha Pearson, Executive Director, Lewisburg Neighborhoods.